Welcome to another episode of Glitter Hour with Mia Clemencia Fernandez, where we talk about life lessons for young kids today. Hey, Mia girl, how you doing? I'm good, Mum. It's been a while since we've had a guest on the podcast, and I'd like to welcome my professor and the owner of Sydney Jiu-Jitsu Academy, Bruno Alves. Welcome, Professor. Thank you very much. I'm really excited. We've been, you know, like waiting for that moment, and <laughs> I'm really nervous, Mia. You don't need to be nervous. Okay, okay. You're going to look after me. You don't want to choke me out then. Professor, why don't you tell us a bit about how yourself and how you got into Jiu-Jitsu? Um, I started Jiu-Jitsu when I was around like uh, 13, 12. Uh, I did some Judo before when I was really young, between 4 years old to 12. Uh, judo was really popular in Brazil. Uh, usually, most of the kids, they would do Judo as a martial arts. And after 12, I transitioned from Jiu-Jitsu, which is I've been doing like uh, for over 25 years. Uh, I started first because I would like to learn uh, self-defense. My parents, like uh, they thought it was really important for me to learn something that I would protect myself and also build confidence. Uh, at the beginning, I didn't want to go, you know, like uh, as in many other kids, but they pushed me a little bit, and I'm really glad that they did that push because Jiu-Jitsu just built so much confidence and helped me, you know, become who I am now. Professor, was it easy to transition from Judo to Jiu-Jitsu? Are they really different? I was really helpful, you know, because the Judo, they start on the feet, you know, like, uh, but... They don't have much groundwork, you know. It's like uh, if you get the perfect through and someone, you will finish the match. We would work a little bit on the ground, and the jiu-jitsu was kind of the opposite. Uh, you can throw someone in any way, but the fight will keep going on the ground. You know, like uh, the little bit that I learned from judo was really good to start applying in jiu-jitsu. You know, like and. The judo pretty much they had the same martial art mentality, you know, right. like about like confidence, about discipline. I think it was a smooth transition, mm-hmm. but I wasn't good in judo. <laughs> I'm okay. a, a better <laughs> jiu-jitsu player. I'm glad, I'm glad <laughs> I stick with this jiu-jitsu. <laughs> Who was your toughest competitor and why? Whoa, I had so many <laughs> tough competitors. <laughs> yeah, I've been competing since I was you know, 13 with Jiu-Jitsu until, you know, like uh, I stopped competing five years ago when I retired, but I had many, uh, but I think the toughest competitor was maybe myself. Oh! Yeah, yeah, you always like uh, you always create that, you know, like a challenge with your head that, oh, I cannot do that, I cannot do this, and you have to be fighting with yourself to you know, become a better version of yourself. I think that's something that we we can learn that we always have to you know fight with our mind to you know always believe always push hard because as long as we work hard we give our best you know like uh, you don't have to put any pressure on yourself you don't have to make your parents happy you don't have to you know like uh, do jiu-jitsu because you wanna make the other happy you have to enjoy the journey and do your best when you're in that you know that's when you enjoy most of the time yeah like this is good advice for both of us yeah don't press yourself just like enjoy have fun you're gonna learn so much here and you can apply in life and don't think you are the worst person in the class don't think about oh my parents are watching there i don't want to lose i think 
the most important thing is, is like you learn that you're gonna lose many times in life and everything that you do, you know. And if you keep going, you're gonna see, you know, the gold at the end of the tunnel, you know. A lot of people, they are so close to get that gold and they walk backwards and give up mm. and somebody else, like, go through all those lost and they find the, you know, the gold at the end of the tunnel. I believe that's like a lose as many time as possible and you will become a champion or you're gonna learn so many lessons from all those challenges that you cross. You know? Have you ever been in a situation where you lost confidence on the mat? I can feel this sometimes and I was wondering how you regain how you regain your confidence. Yeah. On the mats and also in competition, I'll tell something that happened with me when, when I was like a purple belt, uh, I kind of I went for because the world championships is every every year, you know, like it's 12 months between every world championship. And I went for the first one as a purple belt and I won the first fight, second fight. When I was close to get on the podium, you know, which is get on the podium in a world championship is something huge. If you get third or second, one fight to the podium, I lost. And then, I, oh no. Mm -hmm. And then you have to start over again and train for one more year to fight again. And I fought the second year, same thing. I won my first fight, second, third, fourth. The next fight, I'm on the podium, I lost again. And then I went to the third year for the World Championship. And same thing again. First, no way. second, fight for the medal, I lost again. And the strange thing that my coach promoted me as a brown belt. And I thought, wow, if I don't win as a purple, how the hell am I going to win as a brown? But I train, I keep doing what I was doing, I learned it from those three, lost all the experience, and on my first year as a brown, I went there and I won my world championship. And that, sh that showed that when you are so close to quit, you are so close to find the gold, the diamond, and you walk back and someone else will get your diamond and your gold, you know, like a... That was a great lesson for me, and I try to teach my students and all the kids and others that we have here at SGG. It's a good response. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think about that, Mia? It's something that I think I'll remember for a while. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, Mia. Do you prefer to teach or to compete? I always like the idea of, uh, you know, teach some uh, many of people they get a black belt and they start you know share only when they are on the black belt you know for me I started teach since I was a purple belt so since the purple belt I had my students I had people that they look up to meet someone that they they want to be and that passion, I, I always share that passion, not only for competition. Even when I moved to Australia, my main goal was not be a, a competitor or keep my mm -hmm. career. It was like, a, I want to be a coach and build some black belts, build, you know, some kids that like, uh, they enjoy, they love Jiu-Jitsu. And I think I, I love both, especially the, you know, 
how much you see people change through the jiu-jitsu is something that's like a no medal can pay that price to see like a people you know transform their life through training i want to ask you the same question man because right now you're coaching at sjja you do the three to four year olds and the five to sevens but you also train here which do you prefer i'd say probably coaching why because I like helping people and being able to see that they succeed. Oh, that's amazing. And I, I got some great feedbacks from you as a coach. <laughs> you know, like coach of, uh, Professor Milton. Wow, she's, she has a lot of future. You know, like she's an amazing coach. Thanks, that makes me feel good. <laughs> you have chosen a career in Jiu-Jitsu. How has this sport made your life better? Well... Jiu-Jitsu made my life better in every single aspect, you know, mm. like, uh, I think if I would not have Jiu-Jitsu in my life, you would see a different Bruno here with you, you know. Uh, I travel all around the globe, you know, competing, I met so much people, uh, I was a kid that, uh, you know, didn't speak much, was a little bit shy, still not talking much, as you guys know, <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm more, much more confident with who I am, and you know, the sport gave me everything: my job, my business, you know, like everything. Opportunity to give, you know, job for people, opportunity to see people transform their life. I think uh, jiu-jitsu is everything for me. You know, of course, my family first. Of course. <laughs> yeah. Can you explain about coaches and professors? Only black belts are professors, right? Yeah, yeah. If you purple, brown, if you gray belt as you, you are a coach. You know, you are someone that's like is on the process of learning how to teach. Uh, you start getting some experience, and professor is all the black belts that been doing all that. You know, like a work from the you know last year building that knowledge to be able to teach you know all black belts are professors and under brown purple blue and even the kids coach they they are coaches since you are a black belt what belt is next for you and who gives you stripes it's oh, a good question we talk about this at the dinner table yeah, so we're yeah. really interested <laughs> yeah who give me stripes is my coach is i think he was here last year i got my fourth stripe, no, this year, I got fourth stripe this year, uh, he's one that's been teaching me jiu-jitsu since I was a white belt, you know, like, no you, way, really, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's crazy because he came this year and you can imagine, you know, in the mind of a coach, you know, like a senior as a kid, yeah. and like, I don't know, maybe with 20, 30 years, I'm going somewhere to visit me with high school with fully of students Maybe. you know like uh, that's in his head I think it's a kind of like a, you know a movie you know for me it's the same because uh, I walk as a as a little kid and now I live across the globe you know like uh, he's he's my coach he's someone that I learned so much he's inspired me so much his name is Zé Radiola mm -hmm. he built so many you know, world champions, but he also built so many, you know, people that became successful in all the things, you know, in their career. 
That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. When did you leave Brazil? So you were, whenever you were with him, he was coaching you in Brazil. And then yeah. did you take a couple years where you were touring around, not touring, that's the right, competing. Competing, yeah. 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 I feel like we're on tour, yeah, yeah. but yeah, competing. And then did you just, did you do a competition here in Australia and decide, I love this place? Like, how did that happen? No, first, uh, I'll, in my stages of purple, brown, and even start of the black belt, I was kind of uh, competing around the globe and around Brazil. You know, like that was my main priority was like, okay, I want to build a curriculum. I want to, you know, like be recognized as, you know, like a top athlete on the globe. And I spent years doing that. And also doing seminars as well. I was like, we, okay. we have the European Championship, which is one of the biggest tournaments in the world, which is in Portugal. Mm-hmm. I used to go to Portugal and fight that tournament and do a little tour around Europe, cool. doing seminars, workshops, and then save some money back to Brazil yep. and invest that money, not in all the things, buy cars, all stuff, <laughs> invest in my career to like, okay, I want to go to US again mm-hmm. to compete again. And in 2011, when uh, I decide to look, I'm just doing a loop, but I'm, I don't have any base, you know, like if anything happened, hurt my knee or anything, like uh, what I'm gonna be doing, you know, like, uh, and I need to help my family, you know, I didn't want my family being, support my career as well. I, I thought, okay, uh, it's time for myself to look after that. And that's when I decided I go somewhere around the globe. I'm gonna live maybe in England or live mm-hmm. in California and, yeah. and those places that Jiu-Jitsu are, they are really big. But I have met a friend in a camp in California for the wars. That camp that I was as a brown belt mm-hmm. that he lived in Sydney. He he told me, man, come one day to see me. I think you're gonna do really well with Jiu-Jitsu there. Jiu-Jitsu is growing sport. Yeah. And then that stick in my mind, especially because I love surf. Yes. Yeah, I, I, I always had that mind. Maybe I want to live one day in Australia. You know, like I love guys wave surf and jiu-jitsu as well. And in 2011, I kind of, uh, I spoke with him on the phone. And in three months, I just changed my life. I'm gonna, okay, I'm gonna organize everything wow. and come to Sydney. Yeah. And then from there, it's just like uh, everything like start. You know, like uh, that's when I decide. But it was just a, a dream at the beginning to yeah. have my own school. I never imagined we would have that much schools. My goal was just have <laughs> yeah. my school, but things start happening so mm-hmm. you know so natural. You know, like uh, people start follow my guidance. You know, like I start become a not just a coach but a, a leader, which I think when you all become a leader, you have a lot of responsibility. You know, and then it's just like uh, I'm just being myself and whatever I do just keep working hard as I work as an athlete you know like working now as a you know a coach as a leader yeah. for SJ too that is such an inspiring story wow <laughs> thank you so what's the next belt or is there no belt okay, other there than are, uh, first there are look, look how hard it is when you get the black belt you guys get a stripe maybe every every month you get a belt every year <laughs> When you get at the black belt, look, to get to get one stripe, the first stripe takes three years on the black belt. And then the second one, after three years. The third one, after three years. So <laughs> I had 14 years as a black belt because the fourth one you get after five years. 
So I got 14 years of black belt yeah. to get four stripes. Now I still have few more stripes yeah. to after go for the the uh, red and black belt. Red and black. Yeah. Oh, so there is another belt. Yeah, yeah, there is another belt. And after the the red and black, you're gonna get the red and white. And You'll be like 85 years yeah, old. Hopefully, I'm gonna be on the mats rolling with you guys. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So there is another belt. There are another belts along the journey. Okay, so red and black and then red and white if you are. Yeah, you get the... You would have had to start jujitsu two years oh, old. Yeah, if you start younger, it's much better. <laughs> yeah. If you don't quit, okay, you're going to get early. You still, <laughs> you still have some roles with that belt. But jujitsu keep your health. I just saw a video of a 78 years old lady training, rolling. I said, wow, that's... Really? A lady? A female? Uh, yes. That's 78, awesome. Like a 78, usually like a, my grandma, <laughs> she'll barely walk, you know, like a 78, if you are training jiu-jitsu, you know, like you're going to have a, such a great life even when you get older. You know? That's yeah. the best thing about jiu-jitsu. Good to know. I always wrap up my podcast with advice and I would like to ask you what advice do you have for kids who might be nervous to try a competitive sport like jiu-jitsu my advice is uh, have a try no jiu-jitsu can be hard Uh, jiu-jitsu is a is a fight discipline you know like uh, it's not easy if it was easy everybody would be here you know but the benefits that can give to you is you know is worth the try you know and I see how that make my life completely different I walk on the streets with my head high and up I look everyone in the eyes you know like uh, if you I scare about anything at the school you scare about like uh, you know like a talk with people start doing jiu-jitsu stick with that I have 100% sure that you're gonna become another person you're gonna be confident to walk anywhere you're gonna be confident to protect yourself and what people have they they misunderstand is that you're gonna be fighting when you learn jiu-jitsu and then you're gonna be like fight with everyone you have so much confidence that people sometimes they feel that confidence and they don't want to even get close to you they don't want to mess around with you because they feel like whoa that person they have confidence to like a look me in the eyes to like if they have to raise the voice they will raise the voice and they don't even have to get in a fight you know, because they do have the confidence that jiu-jitsu get, give to them you've just given you've created such an amazing environment and as somebody who's 40 years old and started jiu-jitsu at 40 years old like it's <laughs> and loads to learn not very good but you know it's i enjoy coming the community that you've built is really amazing and so i think on top of any advice I would give would be it doesn't matter where you are in your life you can try it like yeah. it doesn't matter male or female I walk into classes all the time I'm the only female and everybody's so respectful and that's what, and it's amazing like yeah. I, I get a lot of I get a lot out of it that's the my my main goal when I build SGA wasn't to build a okay I want to have the best fight on the planet and that will scare people away no I want to build a place that families can train together you know where a, a dad will sit on the side and say whoa maybe I can do that I'm, I'm, I'm like you and I've been just on the sideline maybe 
can I do that? Not an outlook. You just like uh, so exciting. You learn. You get some notes after class. That's just like a. Uh, that's what I work hard for. Is to like a. SGGA become a place that's like a more families are yeah. training because there are no no better bond that like a you guys gonna grow up together you're gonna be like a 40 45 you get like a you know be an adult and they still hang out train together not like a parent that see each other kid have son and daughter or daughter and, and mother that see each other for Christmas New Year's and that's all no yeah we train together every three days a week. Mm-hmm. We are here together, actually, like, uh, you know, hugging, choking each other. <laughs> <laughs> I think my favorite part of the weekend is Sunday when Mia's dad, Ryan, and I train and Mia joins the class. And so three of us are in the class together. And it's so good. Mason's on the side. We'll get him in one day. Yeah, you'll get But me. it's just, that's the best part of my weekend whenever it's that hour when we're together. I love it. That's amazing. That's yeah. amazing. That's what I want for my family too. Yeah. So good. This has been so wonderful, Professor. I can't thank you enough for giving me your time today. Thank you, Mia. It was a pleasure to be here. I was looking forward for the podcast and uh, I can't wait for the next one. Hopefully, like uh, all the little girls and boys, uh, you know, get the podcast and enjoy, you know, like our chat today. Thank you so much for being here. My pleasure. If you liked what you heard today, please subscribe onto Apple Podcasts or your favourite listening app, and we'd love for you to please rate or review us. We have a website, glitterhour.com, where you can submit feedback and recommend topics for me to cover in a future podcast. As always, thank you for your support. (laughs) Professor, we hope you have an amazing afternoon. Thank you for your time today. Mia Girl, it is time to sign off. This is Mia signing off. Jiu-Jitsu is great. Woo!